Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is October 1st, 2017 in the heart of Taipei, Taiwan, and this is Dunk You Very Much, Taiwan's number one English language NBA podcast. I'm your host, Sam Yarbs, with my co-host, Von Ryan. Over under, which LA team wins the most games this year? It's going to be it's gonna be close. <laughs> it's going to be a run. Lonzo's going to run for their money. It's a question for the first time in a long time. This is uh, this is part two of our NBA over-under podcast, Western Conference style. We, did, we covered the East in our first three hits, and uh, we started the Western Conference in our last episode. Uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, we encourage you to go back and, and, and listen to those other ones because we're going to start in the middle of the Western Conference right now. But uh, very briefly, if you just want to join in and jump us on this one, that's cool. Um, we are going through every team in the NBA and looking at their over-under. Uh, to make this more interesting, we have a rule where we must pick the over-under for every single team. But our twist, no our, our gimmick that we put on it is that both Matt and I will assign a confidence rating to each pick. If you feel like, for example, the Denver Nuggets at 45 and a half, if you feel like you think they're going to win more games, but only a little bit, you might say over one. If you look at the Detroit Pistons at 38 and a half, and you say, oh, for sure they are losing more games, you might say under three. So... Three is a high level of confidence. One is, is just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we use this scoring system to tally our year-long uh, our year long score and see how we fare against each other. At the end of the year, the loser of the bet has to drink 10 shots of Famous Grouse whiskey in two hours. It's going to be real bad. It's going to be real It's going to be rough, and we're still waiting. We're still looking forward for more suggestions. Yeah. You guys got rewards, punishments. Hit us up. Leave a comment on the podcast. Like, yeah. Hit us up at Twitter. How do you reach us anyway? Oh, you can hit us up on uh, Facebook at Dunky yep. Very Much Pod. Uh, we have a fan page running right there. Uh, Twitter, Dunky Very Much Pod at Twitter. Hit us up. We're, we're tweeting out our episodes. And uh, or hit us up old fashioned. Email dunkyouverymuchpod at gmail.com. Dunkyouverymuchpod at gmail.com. Also, leave comments in the podcast wherever you listen to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Absolutely. That stuff helps, and we will read it all. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Us. Good stuff, good stuff. Let's all right, into it. Without further ado, we still got a lot of Western Conference teams to go through, and we are starting. We just finished up the Houston Rockets, and we are moving on to the first of the LA teams alphabetically. That is the Clippers, the LA Clippers, the hardest team to translate into Chinese. <laughs> My Chinese friend's like, which LA team is the big boats? And I forgot that Clippers means clipper yeah, ships, yeah. The, the big For boats. Sure. Yeah, that's one you might not think about until you have a Chinese friend who's confused. <laughs> why why, uh, the big boats. The, why, why Chris Paul no longer plays for the LA big boats is <laughs> now for the, the Houston USA fake moon landings. <laughs> I love the simplistic ch- Chinese translations. Uh, the best I think you mentioned last week were the 76ers, are the 76 people. The, 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 not even the 76 the seven six people. Oh, the seven six people. Chile or run, yeah. The the, the, the seven, seven six, six people. people. Yeah, like, seven six people. Yeah. Keep that, it simple. That works. Yeah. <laughs> your nation democracy? No, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, uh, all right, the Clippers. Um, they're over under. Their line this year is forty four. Uh, last year they won fifty one games. So whew, that's a dip. That's a dip. Forty four is their over under. ESPN.com uh, projects them with a roster capable of winning forty eight. Games, 48 games. That's a big difference. It's a bigger difference than we've seen for a lot of these Between teams. Yeah, of the three numbers, normally there's kind of a through line between them, uh, or at least in terms of projections and over-under. If last if they lost a big player, their last year's numbers might be off. But this is one where the three, they're all very, very wacky. Projected to win 48 games. The over-under is only 44. They won 51 last year. What do you make of this team, the Los Angeles uh, Clippers? Whew, I recommend everyone please turn your podcast to half speed. I have lots of names for the roster changes. 
They lost Alan Anderson, Brandon Bass, Jamal Crawford, Raymond Felton, Luke Mbamute, Chris Paul, Paul Pierce, JJ Redick, Mo Spates. And these are just the, the major players. I'm not naming all of them. I just named eight major players that they lost. But of course, they lost a lot of them with the trade with Houston that we, we discussed in part one. Mm -hmm. In trading Chris Paul, they got Patrick Beverly, Sam Decker, Montres Harrell. And they also uh, did a little signing trade to get Danilo, Gun Danilo Gun Gallinari. Gallo! Will be their starting uh, small forward. And uh, they, they drafted Sidonius Thornwell. People like him, second round pick, probably not going to produce this year. People like him. And then also, uh, I forgot to mention, Lou Williams also came over in that Houston trade. So An interesting uh, international acquisition. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Milos Tadosic. Tadosic. I'm sure Zach Lowe will, will, will bring us both the task for our, I, I, our, I think it's our right. ending C sounds on the on the on the it's, Eastern it's European names. Uh, yeah, uh, Milos, another win for Milos. <laughs> the full he he looks up. like the guy from Seinfeld too, that tennis player. Yeah, he looks like the guy who uh, who who. Proposition Jerry with his wife. <laughs> he looks like the guy who made me a pita in the night market tonight. Actually, uh, he's, he's a, Milos. Uh, but yeah, apparently a very exciting passing player. Uh, excited to to, to, see, to see his work. Uh, at forty four wins, so, such a such a, I mean, uh, in terms of biggest question marks heading into the season, is there any team that we know less about than these Los Angeles Clippers? It's hard to imagine a team that has more roster turnover than this team, and they also lost you know their foundation. Redick. Yeah. Paul Pierce, the veteran leader, and then CP, like the face of the franchise. Thank you for throwing Paul Pierce in there. I feel like that was like a gift for me. I feel like that was like a <laughs> He was great for them, so. Yeah. Uh, they lost a lot. They, they, and even most Spates, you know, he was another veteran leader. They, yeah. They lost a lot. Uh, also, they lost their GM. Yeah. <laughs> is, uh, Unfortunately, still coaching. But he's, he's uh, yeah, still yeah, coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of turnover. How is this team going to fit together is a big question. You know, going back to Milos Tadosic, uh, you know, there's a lot of hype around him that, you know, he could come in and make some noise. It's funny, the real GM, the all the information that they, they list for him is just undrafted in 2009. Quite the resume. Quite the resume. <laughs> undrafted eight years ago. Yeah. But uh, he could be their, uh, you know, their diamond in the rough, like... I like that pick, Cinderius Thornwell, uh, the, 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 the draft pick that they got from uh, University of, uh, I believe he was a... Uh, was a Gamecock. He's a Gamecock, yes, uh, South Carolina. Um, uh, a defensive-minded uh, a guard, you know, a guy who can defend on the perimeter. Interesting pickup. I mean, he was good in the tournament. Yeah, this team is a uh, this team has, has certainly have bolstered their depth. Uh, you know, they from the Rockets in the in that big trade, losing their floor general Chris Paul. They picked up a lot of players. Um, yeah, let me just throw out their starting lineup, projected starting lineup according to Real GM, Beverly as the point guard. I think he's really good, but probably uh, you know bottom 10 of the starting point guards, you know, mm -hmm. in that 20 to 30 range. A lot of great point guards in the league now. Yeah. yeah. It's tough, and, tough to yeah, get into that top he's half. really good, but, you know, I thought he was much better as sort of a, a second second option as the point guard, you know, yeah. playing off. Three and, and D it's point gonna be, guard, yeah. It's going to be really interesting. He says he's ready to, to be the point guard, and he wants to do that. And Certainly has the confidence. Does not lack always confidence. always wanted to do this. And the, the, he was making sacrifice playing in Houston. So yeah. interesting to see how that works. Shooting guard Austin Rivers is their starting shooting guard. Uh, I think he's in the bottom twenty-eight to thirty. Oh jeez, yeah. <laughs> starting yeah, shooting shooting guard. guards, yeah. Get Galnari at the a small forward. Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, off the bench. Montres Harrell, Sam Decker, 
I like that front Wesley court Johnson depth, yeah. And, and Lou Williams, they, yeah, they, they've got some more depth, more depth than they've had in the other years, but they've also lost some talent. Uh, so Tournament. Their, their number is right at the 44 and a half. Sorry, did you already give your prediction or Sam? Or? I have not yet, I, and I'll start because uh, I, I, I don't have a very strong take either way. I went under by one, uh, confidence yeah. level of one. So again, when I say by one, it's not by one game. This means the number of points I'm willing to wager on them going under is only one. Yeah, because uh, we, we, we have to choose. That's what makes, We had to choose, yeah. It makes this form of over-under gambling the best form and the one that you should do with your friends and ignore all their forms. <laughs> you gotta go, yeah. This is not like picking locks or something. It's you gotta choose. forced it. to choose. Yeah, so we're going under. My confidence level is one. Um, uh, I really like the idea of Point Blake. I don't like the idea of Point Blake not starting until two months into the season. Um, that's, and, yeah. that's a great point. Uh, but 44 wins is, is is not a ton. And again, we you know kind of not to harp on this theme, but um, you know when you look at the Western Conference, it, I like I really like those top four. Uh, I like a certain team to be to be number five. One we might have talked about in our last podcast. And uh, and besides from that, I think that the I think that the middle the middle of the Western Conference has weakened a little bit. So I think that 44 is not as uh, as as high a wins total as as it might have otherwise seemed in the Western Conference. But, um, and I think Point Blake and some of their additions might be enough to get him there, uh, uh, Gallo and his shooting. But um, overall, I don't like, you know, Blake coming in injured so late, so many new pieces struggling to acquire, to, struggling to, to learn completely new roles, a completely different system, playing around a completely different centerpiece in DeAndre Jordan than they've had anywhere. How does DeAndre work on the court without Chris Paul throwing him lobs up? Blake Griffin throwing him lobs the first part of the season. Um, is he still completely unplayable in crunch time situations because of his foul shooting? I like the under, uh, but, but, but not by a lot because the, because the, the under is so low. Yeah, and with Blake Griffin missing uh, the start of the season, that means Sam Decker's probably going to get a lot of playing time, even probably the start at mm-hmm. the power forward. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they can't play another non-shooter next to DeAndre. So, yeah. it, it, could, <laughs> it could be pretty ugly. I don't know why. I actually have them over, but just with confidence level of one. I, mm-hmm. I thought that the depth they added might help them. And, you know, 51 wins last year, like to, to drop seven mm-hmm. is such a huge drop when... You didn't lose your player to free agency. You traded him. Yeah, you got pieces back for sure. And Lou Williams, you know, he's always going to score off the bench. I feel like, you know, he's going to win you some games. He's also going to shoot you out of some games. But, yeah. you know, you're just... And empowered Lou Williams is kind of a scary prospect. Yeah. Like, Lou, go t- put the game on your back. <laughs> you know, so, um, but I mean, yeah, just... They're uh, just projected to be slightly over 500, so... If I could have, I would have just put a giant question mark next to this team. But... The rules of our game mean you have to choose a team, uh, which is why I love it. And I'm under by one. You're over by one. And what makes it interesting is we're both not confident. But this is going to be a two-point swing for our season total. Absolutely, so yeah. very interesting to see. I can't wait to watch this team, especially when Blake gets back. Um, yeah, well, let's. The Western Conference is just going to be is so much more exciting than the Eastern Conference in general. But it's going to be so interesting to watch throughout the year. Though the Clippers might not be that great to watch at the start of the year. Yeah, I think they're I think starting Austin and Sam Decker. I, I think you made a great point. Everyone's really excited to see. The, the point Blake, you know, Griffin with the ball in his hand, making the passes, making the decisions. I'm excited to see that too, but you're right. Like, it's not going to come for a while. And, yeah. you know, these injuries, when I say two months, it's always like, you know, when, when they come back, it needs a month to get everything situated. And then by then, yeah. you know, like, who else got injured or, 
you know, did the team move a different direction? Like, right. it, we might not even get to see how are these new players? How are these new players already gelling? And then you add the most pivotal piece to that mix. It's gonna be, uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's, it's certainly. Uh, I would, I would say that this is the biggest question mark team heading into the season. The biggest, the team that we know we can be the least confident in making projections for. Well, this actually brings me to a, a question I have for you, and I think something that's really interesting is since we've done our Eastern Conference. Projections mm-hmm. or over on their podcast, which you guys can check out. I think we did three parts. Yeah, that was a three parter. Yeah, three parter. Uh, with the Cavs, we were we were curious if Dwayne Wade would sign there. It wasn't it wasn't a lock. People were saying he might go to Oklahoma City. So now Dwayne Wade is uh, a member of the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. He's going to be starting the season healthy, and he's going to probably be a starter on this team because Isaiah Thomas will be missing all the way till January. You know, right. about three months. So on this same sort of uh, sort of same uh, uh, thought process that you just brought up, mm-hmm. that what happens when Blake comes back and this team has sort of gelled and found an identity that mm-hmm. is not PG PG uh, three or Blake centered? Yeah. How does Blake fit back into it? You know, how does Isaiah Thomas rejoin the Cavs? Because mm-hmm. we didn't get to talk about this last time, so I'm bringing it up now. How is he going to rejoin the the Cavs, a team he's never played with? When they have two alphas, like, I hate to use this word, <laughs> people refer to themselves as this. So yeah, if they, if they use it on themselves so much, you're going to have to. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But sort of the definition of, you have an mm. MVP winner and then a three three or four-time NBA, NBA champion in Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. One or two is Shaq. He Maybe won one with Shaq. Okay, so three-time uh, NBA champion Dwayne Wade. He's got all the money locked up. You know, only, yeah. only wants to play. Forty million for one year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's paid. He's paid. Yeah. So you got D Rose, Wade. You also have uh, Shumpert, Jared Smith, and a lot of back Jose players. Calderon. So yeah. you have five dudes at at the one and the two. A lot of guys there. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas. that? I sorry. Isaiah Thomas, who has not played with this team yet. Mm-hmm. You know, how is he going to come in with only a, a one year contract too? Yeah. It's like, certainly, it's how gonna is it going to come in and fit? I think it's going to be very interesting. I, I, I'm a little more opt, uh, I almost feel a little bit more optimistic about the ability to integrate Isaiah Thomas because uh, LeBron James is such an unselfish and great playmaker. And Isaiah Thomas has a very, very obvious role on that team, which is to be offense. He's an instant offense. He's a scorer. You know, like does Isaiah he need Thomas, the ball in his hand? He does. He's 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 a good spot up shooter, but he, to be to maximize his effectiveness, he does need the ball in his hand. But so did Kyrie, and that worked pretty well for that team. Um, but Kyrie was with that team for since he was drafted. Yeah. You know, Isaiah Th- Thomas is coming in just just fresh, yeah. and when when he comes, he's going to have to unseat some some pretty big names. Yeah. He's going to unseat. He's going to take away Derrick Rose's or D Wade's minutes. Yeah. I mean, we'll look at three months in the season. How, 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 uh, how unseatable does Derrick Rose look? <laughs> you know, in his season, if he, if 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 Derrick Rose has flashback form, yeah, I could see that being a problem for sure. I just feel like Blake Griffin is such a linchpin, like mm-hmm. a a centerpiece, a build around guy, a guy who doesn't bring the ball up the court by himself, needs to get the ball entered to him, or needs to get the ball at the high post and then move from there. That uh, and and the floor needs to be stretched around him. Whereas Isaiah Thomas is a is a one way player. He's an offensive player. You give him the ball, 
he shoots either off the dribble or he makes the move at late in the shot clock, drives. Uh, and, and, and his creativity on, on offense, I think, is going to mesh well with LeBron's. I'm less worried about integrating Isaiah Thomas if he can come back healthy. Mm. That hip really worries me in terms of, in general, integrating him just as a healthy, effective NBA player. Yeah. But because he is so one-dimensional in terms of what his positive attributes are, it kind of makes it, you know, it kinda make, it's almost like if you had an amazing rim runner and rebounder coming back in. You know how to integrate that player because they rim, run, and rebound. They do what they do. Blake, on the other hand, is so multifaceted and, and brings so much to the team. He's a playmaker as well as a scorer, as well as an off, you know, interesting piece in the defense in terms of mismatches. You know what you're doing with Isaiah. You're hiding him on their worst offensive player on defense. You're giving him the ball, and he's either shooting coming off a screen or he's driving to the rim and scoring. So while there may be ego management, when I agree with you on that, while there may be ego management in terms of managing players' minutes, guys who had bigger roles earlier in the season, um, I don't see in terms of just a pure coaching fit, I don't see him being a piece that's as hard to work in. This is a professional NBA team, you know, I think that they're going to know how to work in Isaiah Thomas. I would the have, king in the fourth. I would agree if he had a couple more years on his contract, mm. but I feel like this is not someone they need to develop. This is someone mm. they probably aren't planning on re-signing. You know, this, it works out great, but they're not going to invest in this guy. They're not going to, you know, give up games to get this guy ready and to have a mesh and everything. So That's an interesting take. Cause so, what, what do you think? you think, are they? Because another player who only has one year on his contract is LeBron James, which is interesting. Yeah, but I, I don't think Isaiah Thomas is like, they're going to, you know, max him out to keep LeBron James there. I, I think... No. I think everything will build around LeBron James, and I think that's mm-hmm. the way LeBron James wants it. Like, I think he doesn't care, you know, he probably would prefer Isaiah Thomas doesn't sign, mm-hmm. so then LeBron James can, you know, play chess master and plan everything out and then say, mm-hmm. hey, Isaiah, come back and sign, or, you know, or look for a new team, yeah. or whatever. But I, I almost wonder, I don't think this is going to happen necessarily, mm-hmm. but this is how I would play it, because... I don't, I don't think you're going to have a chance to just throw in the starting lineup, and especially a starting lineup that has so so many defensive weaknesses. With, oh, yeah. with love and Dwayne Wade, you don't get enough credit for this. He's the worst defensive player I've ever seen in my life. He's so <laughs> Really? Oh, that's strong, strong words. Strong words. Uh, and then Jose Calderon is also horrible. I was going to say, you've watched Jose Calderon play basketball, right? <laughs> and Derrick Rose as well. So, yeah. you know, I kind of see Isaiah Thomas as like a sixth man. Put him on the second Interesting. unit. And, and, you know, give him a couple minutes with LeBron every game and see yeah. if it works. But I don't see him coming back into the starting lineup. I think, really? I think he's got he's to unseat some guys. And I think, I think you bring him back in slowly. But this, and that really, to, to me, that really depends on health. If, 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 he's, if he's health is equivalent to what it was last year, I, I'd strongly disagree. I think, you know, in the Eastern Conference, like, no, yeah, he is the starter. For sure on that team, I, I think. But I, I understand your point. I, I think it's interesting. I think that um, I think that the other guys, I think you can talk Dwayne Wade into a bench role because of treating him like the veteran in case of emergency, break glass, save him for the playoff run type guy. Um, I think that Derrick Rose has to kind of understand that with his injury history, he's, he's past his prime. And if not, you just have to have strong enough leadership to tell the guy to sit down. Because you and need as no one stronger than Ty Lue. Yeah, he's like, that's, that's the problem. Well, you know, you hope that LeBron's got the backbone then. I mean, if the team, the team's ceiling is obviously so much higher with a healthy Isaiah Thomas, the Isaiah Thomas that we saw before, mm-hmm. than, uh, than, it is, than it is without him, 
then I think that you, if, if you're a professional intelligent team, you have to recognize that and get out of the way and let the guy into the starting lineup. I, I, in my opinion, yeah. I could be totally, I could be totally way off. And, um, well, yeah, man, injuries just suck. It sucks. Injuries do suck. Happen, but yeah. it, it does kind of create some interesting things with certainly Blake yeah. Griffin and Isaiah Thomas. I really do like going back to the original point of this. I, I hope Blake Griffin gets a chance to be point Blake. I hope that he, uh, you know, doesn't get passed by or miss too much of the season, and and the team takes a different direction. Like this team could also just say like we suck, you know, or yeah. or we have a new identity and we're good. Yeah, you know, like the fact I, that they've, yeah they've traded for and brought on so many players who were on a winning team before that they're, they're certainly trying to keep that winning identity. Yeah, going to be a, a huge question mark but, team to watch. Yeah, yeah, I just think they're, they're not going to wait for him. So, mm-hmm. you know, do we ever get to see this? Because it happens a lot of times in sports where we're expecting someone to leave or we're expecting you know. These all these players to play together, but just one part of the the equation doesn't work out, and uh, we never get to see it. So. Yeah, no, yeah, the, the, the again for me the biggest question mark heading in the season: L.A. Clippers, forty four wins. Uh, I'm under one, you're over one, and that's our first team in part two. <laughs> that was a good. One. We, we got into some stuff, but that was, that was fun. I liked it. Um, but stay in L.A. though. Yeah, stay in L.A. Yeah, uh, let's move on to our our next team right here: um, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Last year, this team won. 26 games. Uh, I do not have their ESPN.com projections. I don't know what ESPN has put them at. But they won 26 games last year, and their Vegas over-under is 34. Ooh, that's a 34 bad team. Four, 34. So talk about their offseason, Matt. This is another big one. I don't know what it is with L.A. I mean, it makes sense. Everyone always wants to move to L.A., be a movie star, yep. actor. They, Still they got that get, Lakers magic, yeah. There's always people coming and going. All right, let's start with what they lost. Tariq, uh, Tariq Black, Timothy Moskov, yeah. <laughs> in the uh, in the Brooklyn trade to bring uh, to uh, you know along with the D'Angelo Russell to uh, unload Moskov. Yeah, I'd say that's uh, the big one. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell leaving. Yeah, and then uh, they lost Nick Young in free agency. But man, did they bring on some players. They drafted Lonzo Ball. They uh, they they uh, let's see, Kyle. They drafted Kyle Kuzma, who played great in the summer league. The 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 big haul, uh, along with unloading Mozgov, was Brooke Lopez, who's Lopez. A, a player who puts up stats. The best Lopez. For a team that's trying to win, because they don't have their, their lottery pick this year. Mm-hmm. So, pretty much, it's, it's a young team who's projected to get better, but they also added a couple of picks in uh, Ball and Kuzma. Josh Hart, late uh, late pick out of Villan- uh, Villanova there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Bogut on a minimum contract. Oh, Bogut on the minimum, yeah. So a couple uh, a couple big boys in the front there. Um, so this is a pretty wonky team, man. We, yeah, oh, and, they, and, the, and the signing uh, of, of Contavious Caldwell Pope. I don't know. Yeah, that sorry, one, for what, some reason, it? that one didn't pick up in the um, in no. the in on the on the other on the other page. But Contavious Caldwell Pope, KCP. Uh, like manna from heaven, in the words of their uh, their their acting GM there. Well, I mean, if you're looking at this team's win loss record, like KCP on this team probably brings like five wins. Like he's yeah. just such a good defender. He's gonna score like eighteen to twenty a game on a team where if if he's not starting, you got Jordan Clarkson backed up by Vander Blue. So yeah, <laughs> this happened last year with the Nurkic trade. Mm-hmm. And Portland got so much better after they traded Nurkic. Mm-hmm. Not really because Nurkic was so great, but because you allowed everyone to go one lower in the rotation. Yeah, and, yeah. And now you you no longer have the six man starting. You know. Yeah, he's playing, playing proper minutes so, off the bench. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I th- I think adding a, <clears throat> adding a KCP and Lopez, 
you know, you, you kind of bump down the other guys. You make them compete, stay hungry for their minutes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, again, incentive to win. You're you're a big fan of incentive. So what where do you see the Lakers this year? What do you think of that number thirty four? People love them. This this is one of those numbers that has to be inflated for the better. It's like yeah, yeah. People banging money on that Lonzo pick. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they're just really popular. And they're exciting. I mean, also Ingram too. You know, don't forget him. Yeah, I'm supposed Ingram, to be yeah, uh, making, making the leap right. The in young year, Durant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Year, yeah, year three for Ingram, right? Coming. Yeah, up, yeah, and they have so many young guys that are really interesting. You know, Larry Nance Jr. Uh, Luol Deng, young guy, young guy. Oh no, that's not that's not young. Yeah, Lord. who's the young guy? Our list here is not, not uh, the greatest. Yeah, Kuzma. Uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on him. But yeah, a couple, a uh, couple young dudes. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, maybe. Jordan Clarkson. Now I'm thinking. Of, oh, Julius Randle. Yeah, Julius ah. Randle. They got a, a bunch of uh, you know, just young guys who are, expected to take the leap. I just I don't see them taking the leap this fast. Like it mm-hmm. just. Why do we expect this team just because they had a, now they have a, a a point guard that can pass? You know they're still a young team and uh, there's a lot of buzz around them. I think they're an organization that wants to win. They got great coach, great management. Yeah, no incentive and, to uh, lose. They got to chase it. Yeah, but also like, so you look at all the all the great players on this team or all this potential. But then you hear every player is coming there next year. Yeah. <laughs> Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Yeah, apparently Paul George, uh, LeBron James, everyone's coming to town. Yeah. yeah. Russell Westbrook's going to get traded there. It's going to be insane. Um, yeah, I am, uh, I am strongly against this team. I'm not on the Lonzo bandwagon. Uh, I think that he may find a role in the NBA at a certain point. I, I do love the way I watch him in summer league, the way he pushes the ball in the fast break, the way he's always looking for the, to make the pass. I do love that. I don't really necessarily love that on this team when you look at who he is passing to. Brandon Ingram, um, okay, uh, let's see it. I'd like to see it. Um, the reason we missed Julius Randle is because they've slotted I, him into I the starting center that. role here where they have Brooke Lopez buried on the bench. Um, a lot of people seem very optimistic about that Lopez addition. How does Lopez make sense with any kind of young roster with a player like Lonzo Ball who's most famous for throwing aggressive outlet passes and running the floor when he is a plotting center? And if he's so good and he's worth, you know, if he's going to lead the team to 34 wins, how come the Nets couldn't win barely more than 20 last year? That's a great point. He is used to putting up big numbers on losing teams. I'm under confidence level of three on the Lakers. Wow. I like the Lakers in the bottom half of the league. I like them somewhere in the uh, in the, in the the bottom uh, two through five. That's like, like no relation yeah. at all to Boston's potential first-round pick uh, should they finish in the bottom two through five. Yeah. That'd be great for you. I mean, can you imagine that you you give up the Brooklyn pick? Can I you, imagine it? Can I imagine sorry. it every night? I furiously imagine it. <laughs> you trade last year. Boston traded down from the one to the three, and they yeah. picked up this uh, future pick that's either going to be Lakers this year or the or the Kings next year. Could you imagine if it falls to like two or three? Like, wow, what a what a third haul. round pick. Yeah, what maybe a have, just, have just a chance to, to take that young European kid, Bagley out of Duke, one of the other big guys. Just to move back and draft the Michael guy you Porter. wanted. Oh, so yeah. this is just a free insane. A free pick for a guy that we would, you know, like that Danny Ainge from all from all reporting would have picked anyway. And especially at this point, when you look at the moves they made after the fact, if you have Kyrie Irving on your team, you're not drafting Markel Fultz. Yeah. You're not drafting Fultz with Kyrie on your team. And the Celtics certainly acquired Kyrie with the hope to extend him and keep him in Boston. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah. I mean, so again, a, a free out. potential pick. Uh, yeah, I'm under by three. What do you think about the Lakers? What's your pick? I. I like the hype. They sucked me in a little bit. I think 34 is such a low number. I think this team is really going to try to win, and they have positive momentum. So I'm going to take the over one. I kind of laid out the reasons. 
uh, we can just move on to the next team. And I love that the Western Conference. We we have some strong disagreements in these teams. There's gonna be a lot of swings between uh the, between our, our our picks on the Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, our picks on the on on the Warriors, even the Rockets, even though we're just barely over the line. There's like two and three point swings everywhere. This is a four point swing. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, yeah, it's the Lakers. Neither of us have any idea, but we're or actually you, you have a strong opinion. But uh, mm. I I do think that momentum and mm. is the team going the right direction and are they trying to go the right direction? Yeah. Is worth a couple wins, but yeah. uh, you know. but, uh, basically, like you know, not to not to keep talking about these LA teams that we've done uh, is you know okay. So if adding Lopez and Caldwell Pope is going to make them so much better in the West, how come the Pistons and the Nets weren't better in the East? You know, like this kind of like that for me, yeah, it's like sure. that. So um, yeah, but very interesting to see uh, again. Uh, I, I definitely a team I'll be watching just to see Lonzo. I mean, you got to watch him if he's going to run the fast break like he did in summer league. Fun, fun, fun. Absolutely. All right. Um, Let's keep it going. We're on to the Memphis Grizzlies. This probably won't make it. Probably move through a, a little bit quicker uh, as we've been. Uh, we talked a lot about those clips. Yeah, almost the same team. Yeah, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, uh, last year had forty three wins. Wow, uh, forty three wins. They are their over under is thirty seven and a half. ESPN.com projects them at thirty four wins. One of the very wow, few that's where the ES huge. the ESPN projections skew high because they rate it based on individual players uh, rather than. Uh, uh, you know, maybe a more comprehensive look and factoring in schedule. So most of the time, you see the ESPN projections a little bit above the over/under, mm. uh, because that's assuming all these players are going to be healthy in year long, whereas people wouldn't really bet that. So this is one of the few cases where the ESPN.com projections are well under their line. ESPN saying again, 34 wins. The over/under is 37 and a half. What do you think about the Memphis Grizzlies? I'll talk about their offseason. I mean, you think of the Grizzlies, you think of like the grit and grind, Zebo, Tony Allen. Vince Carter off the bench. They're all gone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, grit. Somehow we they, still got grind, I guess, right? Yeah, they, still got they, grind. they still got the grind. They lost the grit. Uh, Did you think Tyreek Evans brings any grit? Is he bringing some grit? <laughs> can Mario Chalmers, can he bring some grit? Yeah, so they signed Tyreek real cheap. They drafted Dylan Brooks out of the University of Oregon. Christ, uh, Mario, Mario Chalmers, um, you know, backup point guard. They, they bought low on Ben McLemore. I think they got him for two years. You know, I think about four million a year, mm-hmm. and and that's it. And they they have uh, re-signed Jermichael Green to a really good contract. Mm-hmm. Before I was, I made a point of saying how bad my, or Mason Plumlee's contract was, yeah. because Jermichael Green plays the same position and is I think a better or similar player. Yeah. Two years, eighteen million. For Damn, Jermichael Green. that's Millsap money. <laughs> like five years ago. <laughs> like, Versus Plumlee four yeah. for fifty. So yeah. they brought back some of their players, but. Really nothing. Like there's no uh, there's no major addition. Ivan or is it Ivan Rab? An interesting I- pick out of a, out of a, out of, out a of Cal, Berkeley. Yeah. Cal Berkeley there. Um, uh, interesting potential guy to watch right there in that team. Um, I went over with a confidence level of just one, even though their uh, their projections are so far from their wins loss total. Thirty seven and a half doesn't seem a lot to me for a team that still has Conley and Gasol. Um, Gasol is a is an excellent excellent center. Conley is a great point guard. I think he's a one of the most underrated players in the league, despite being one of the highest paid players in the league. He broke his face. He broke his head last year, Matt. He broke his head, and he only he was supposed to miss months. He missed like a week and a half. He's like, fuck my head. Tape well, it up. To be fair, it's only half of his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, broke, half his he broke half his head, and he can't. He's like, no, put it. Just tape it up. 
put my head back together. It was like an orbital socket or something. What, it was what nuts. Happened? I don't know. I, I had his. I was. Uh, he was on my fancy team. The update was like Mike Conley broken head. I was like, this doesn't sound good. At the time, he was the tenth plus player in fantasy because the fantasy factors in the you know, shooting efficiency a lot. You know, he, like, he was killing it. Gonna it was miss like, a game for BH. You to click on what's BH? BH. Oh, oh, broken head. Broken head. Oh yeah, yeah, babe. Yeah, he's got a bad case of BH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucking smashed his head, and he was back super, super fast. Just a tough, tough guy. A, a wily veteran, a competitor. When you're, I mean, people talk about this all the time. When you have good defense and offense at the one and, and the, the five, five. One, the, and the five. one and the five, that's down the middle. The rest kind of fills in. I like Jamichael. Um, you know, we'll see if I, if if coach. Um, take that for data. Can uh, can take that for Macklemore. <laughs> you can, you can, yeah, that's a, that's a reclamation project waiting to happen. So um, I'd like to see that. Thirty-seven and a half doesn't seem like much. I know it seemed. I said it seemed like way too much for the Lakers, but um, I like the veteran leadership and I like the presence of the one, the five for that team. I'm over by one. All right, I'll make this quick. Uh, I love their coach. I think Fizdell's uh, maybe a coach of the future. I think take that for the future. Yeah, they have. They're great at the one and the five. I love this theory. You get the one and the five, you're set. Here's their two to four. Oh. Starting, <laughs> starting shooting guard. Oh, ben Mclemore. Thank God. I thought you were saying Andrew Harrison. Oh, good. He's the backup point Small guard. Small four. <laughs> James Ennis. Power forward. Who? Michael Green. Who? <laughs> James Ennis. Pro- probably. Uh, I think Chandler Parsons will get the start. Uh, he's healthy now, so he'll uh, he'll be ah. the start of the, the three. Healthy and but, tanned Chandler Parsons. Ah. Oh. What, what, what about his, his his notorious recruiting prowess? Can he maybe bring in a better a better starting shooting guard than Ben Macklemore? Yeah, so I think there's just so many questions between the two and the four. And Gasol is you know he's getting up there in age. I I don't think this team is uh is is going to be great. I think one injury to Conley or Gasol, mm. and I think this team is a train wreck. I'm talking like yeah. a bottom five Western Conference team, like that bad. That bad. Uh, and that's interesting because last year, I mean, you know, they have their, their mini version of the big three, the Conley, Parsons, Gasol. I mean, if, if, if Parsons can come back and be like, he's, he's a joke now because of his, uh, because of how CJ McCollum just fucking roasted him on Twitter and, you know, he's become a little bit of a laughing stock and his contract has certainly not matched his production, but at the same time, like he's not a nothing player. He's a, he's a, a, a sweet shooting. He's got that stroke. If he can come back and, and give us a healthy season, and I say us right now as, as if I'm a member of the Memphis Grizzlies, um, I, you know, next to Conley and, and Gasol, yeah, but you're right, there's there's some questionable spots in that starting five. <laughs> Sam, the uh, the doubter of the 76ers' potential, all in on Chandler Parsons' potential. Potential, the, the, the yeah. Potential at least the guy who's made it in a shot in the NBA, which is nothing, <laughs> cannot be said for Fultz or Simmons. All right, so I think I buried the lead. I'm going... Under, I'm gonna give it a confidence rating of two. We have an eighty-two so far. I was I like just that. gonna say, I, you know, I'm a passionate man, so I, I like to give it three. But sometimes yeah. in life, you just gotta slow it down a little bit, and uh, yeah, throw it a, yeah. a two. I am, I am over by one. I like me some Grizzlies. Uh, I'm excited for our back. next team. Yeah, let's get into our next team, and I think we'll probably after the next team have to um, have to break it up and go into because this next team we got we got a little bit to talk about, and then after that we're gonna have to get into um, part three. The next team is the Minnesota Timberwolves, the T-Wolves, the Twolves. Uh, last year won 31 games. ESPN.com smoked a giant bowl of crack and projected them to win 50 games this year. Last season they won 31? 31. ESPN.com it projects them as the fourth 
seed in the Western Conference. Again, wow. I should say that these projections are these are the ESPN.com team projections that are based on individual playoff, uh, individual player potential. They do not factor in things like experience and uh, things like coaching. And they look at individual players' PER, how young players are projected to grow from year to year. Blah blah. blah. It's cold hard numbers. It's not. I don't think. I'm not saying ESPN.com says that the T-Wolves will be the fourth seed in the, in the West. But, but their over-under is 48 and a half. But they, they do publish it, and they do uh, draw a lot of attention to it. Yep. And, the, and the numbers are pretty accurate. So uh, Yeah, they're based on the metrics. Numbers, they're yeah. based on you know, PER, play, you know, the, you know, those numbers that, they, that they've worked with. For, and, that, and, and the, and the, uh, the over-under from Vegas, 48 and a half, is only a game and a half off that projection. So it's probably pretty close. They won 31 games last year, 48 and a half. That is a, a 17.5. They need to win 18 more games last year to hit over. Yeah, this is a team that uh, really won during the the trade trade season. The, their uh, their big their big trade was for Jimmy Butler uh, in exchange for a little bit of their future. You know, Zach Levine was supposed to be part of the big three. Yep. So they lost Zach Levine. They lost Chris Dunn, who was supposed to be a Rookie of the Year candidate last year, played horribly. <laughs> and then the uh, seventh pick, which uh, the Bulls used on uh, our main man, uh, call me Laurie. Lloyd Markkinen. <laughs> and then they also traded Ricky Rubio for a first-round pick. Lost uh, Nikola Pekovic, I believe, was uh, eventually waived. Lost Brandon Rush, <laughs> Nikola Andrew Pekovic Payne, Jordan Hill, Omri Caspi. So they lost a lot of like rotational guys. But basically they lost young future dudes in, mm-hmm. in Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and the seventh pick. They added Aaron Brooks out of the University of Oregon, Jimmy Butler, Jamal Crawford, Taj Gibson, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, he could be a starter. He's or a banger. Playing 25 minutes a game. They signed uh, Jeff Teague, a pretty big free agent signing for Minnesota. They drafted, they drafted Justin Patterson, which people like. And then they eventually re-signed Shabazz Muhammad for close to the minimum. Shabazz is back. One of my underrated RFAs, uh, free agents who are still out on the wire. Yeah, lo- lo- love me some Shabazz in, in Minnesota. Yeah. So this is just, just adding talent. Yeah, they've 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 stockpiled the talent. They've added, uh, they they've bolstered their backcourt. You know, obviously the big the big three are gonna be Wiggins, uh, Big Cat, and Jimmy Butler. Uh, but they're gonna have Jeff Teague on the point. Can we take a look at their um at their projected starting lineup this year? Yeah, absolutely. I was just gonna like say that one more time. So of their starters mm-hmm. and the, their major players, they only lost Ricky Rubio and Zach Levine, mm-hmm. and they added. So this is a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. They added. Jimmy Butler, Jamal Crawford, Taj Gibson, and Jeff Teague. So they lost two players, mm-hmm. maybe one and a half, and they added four. So this Justin is this is a very interesting. Yeah, you mentioned that being a very interesting uh, draft pick. Uh, yeah, like a big guy at a Creighton. But who, so um, is they're adding player. four quality rotational or starting players. So mm-hmm. th- that's why this number is uh, is so big. Mm-hmm. Their projected win loss record. You know why? Yeah. Why is it this big leap? Because they lost. A player and a half, and they gained four quality players. And you gotta say, like they you know that they, they they have interesting depth at uh, at a lot of the positions. Uh, it's it's, I know uh, you look at the starting five. They got Teague, Butler, Andrew Wiggins, Taj Gibson, and and, and Big Cat. Uh, backing up Big Cat, uh, uh, Georgie Deng, a player I actually I actually really like as as in limited minutes. As a, uh, you know, he he can knock down like you know the elbow jumpers, and he's a rim protector. He still has that kind of elite 
rim protecting elite is a stretch. Sorry, as a backup player, he's he, you know among the better backup rim protectors. You keep that factor. Shabazz backing up Wiggins. Uh, Jamal Crawford coming off the bench as an instant offense. Uh, Aaron Brooks and, and, um, and Tyus Jones at the point guard. Uh, it, not a, a not, there, not, but... not a team. Uh, the, I mean, Aaron Brooks, a, a capable player, I'd say. I don't know. Uh, certainly, certainly a better team than last year. Are they? 18 games better, Matt. What do you think about the I'm, Timberwolves? I can't believe this, but I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid. This seems like a... You're I, in. This is like a sucker bet for sure. 49 win, 50 win, Minnesota. I think there's going to be a couple Western Conference teams to take a step back. The Clippers, the Jazz. I think there is room for them to get to maybe the fifth seed. And I think they just have so much talent. Like you just said, they're, they're, they're 10 players deep. And that really matters, you know, in mm-hmm. the... In the middle of the NBA season, when teams are kind of just walking through, sleepwalking through the games, if you just have talent at every position and uh, you know a good second unit, mm-hmm. I think that wins you games. I'm going over confidence level one. Over just by a little bit then. Okay. Just a over bit. confidence level of. Uh, I'm taking a sip of the Kool-Aid. I'm not chugging it. Yes, you're not. You're not going all in. There might be some. There might be something funky. It might be some Jonestown Kool-Aid. <laughs> in there. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to go all in. Taste the it first. Uh, I'm under three. I I'm not by. It's it's too many wins, man. It's too many. Wins. You're, you're, this team is taking an enormous leap. That's spearheaded by a player that I had the benefit of watching multiple times last year as an Eastern Conference fan, watching the Boston Celtics. Jimmy Butler um, and Andrew Wiggins, I don't think make a sense as a as a big winning team. They don't have the shooting to really really space the floor around the big guy cat. Uh, Taj Gibson certainly. I mean, again, let's break down the starting lineup again. We just named five very capable NBA starters, uh, in in several positions above average NBA starters. Jeff Teague, Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, Taj Gibson, and Cat. Um, so who's taking the game winning shot in the fourth quarter when you're down? Uh, you you you're down. Jamal point. Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Okay, exactly. The the flippancy of your answer kind of speaks to my point. Where it's probably Butler, right? And. I don't see him. I mean, maybe his cat. I guess I don't know. Like these guys, to make that eighteen win leap, that is such a huge thing to ask from a team that has not proven anything yet. And I think that the, I think that the hype and the excitement. Again, I go back to Jimmy Butler goes to Minnesota. Their their wins projection skyrockets. Millsap goes to Denver. Their wins projection stays the same. Is is Jimmy Butler better than Paul Millsap? Is he a significantly better player? I would say he's slightly better, but so to, it's interesting you brought up the. Nuggets. I think he probably plays a more valuable position, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean the shooting guard for sure. Uh, I think uh, this Minnesota team reminds me so much of the Nuggets. Like I almost get mm. them mixed up sometimes. And we have uh, because we should know in our wins pool. I have the Nuggets, whereas you have the Timberwolves. Yeah, and I think these two teams are like people almost group them together, where it's like here's two young teams. Both these mm. teams. Most of their players are on rookie contracts. Spearheaded by centers, drafted basically in the same year, Cat uh, and, and Jokic. Yeah, but most of the young teams, they both add one key veteran. Mm-hmm. You know, you maybe Taj too, whatever. But like they, they add a key, uh, a superstar, an all-star. Last year, yep. an all-star player to these young teams. And now their their win totals are, are going up. Denver not as high. But uh, yeah, to me, these teams are really similar. I don't know how to explain why I think uh, Denver, <laughs> Denver under, Minnesota over, but you know I do think uh, I do think that 
Wiggins will eventually get the last shot to answer your question. Oh, I, interesting. Yeah. I think if you're going to build this team, it's too hard for a center to get the last shot. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they can split it up. But I think if you're going to build this team for the future, I think you got to give it to Wiggins. Around the number one pick. Yeah, the former yeah. number one pick. That's maybe interesting. Maybe in the beginning. But. Uh, so I have a question for you about the Timberwolves uh, this year. In the Western Conference this year, is Jimmy Butler an all-star? Oof. Okay, so let's look at the guards. So... Basically, we can have probably four or five guards. Yeah, it's a 12, it's, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's kind of guard-heavy a little bit. They exactly, all, yeah. roster, so... You gotta think of, I, think, I think a nice way to break it down, again, is, is point guard, wings, and bigs. Point guard, wings, and bigs. Think mm-hmm. about it that way. So, Butler would fit into the wings category. And so, look, look, at, look at wings, big twos and threes, basically, mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the Western Conference. You know, I think he probably is. I think this team is, is if they can win close at close to this pace, then I, I think they're like people are gonna look at this team and we need to take uh, you know, two two players from this team. I think the same thing happened to the Hawks where they got four players. Mm. Like were they the four greatest players? Uh, not really, but they were yeah. from the best team. And I think if this team improves a lot, they're gonna look at like, well, who made this team improve? If Butler's putting up twenty one a game. And I think they, I think he does get in. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting. So you th- let's let's break it down. Let's start at the top. The uh, Golden State Warriors probably send four. So that's you know they got twelve guys on the All Star roster, right? So that's I don't know if they'll send four this year. There's so yeah, much, so much new talent in the West. That's it. Yeah, that, that's, that's arguable. I mean, uh, I think you know Durant, Curry, Locks, yeah, Draymond. I think Draymond or Clay probably not both. Maybe not both. Uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of so let's say three. Uh, yeah. So then Houston Rockets, two. Yep. So we're up to five. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, one. Just one. Yep. So we're up to six. Uh, then the um, Oklahoma City Thunder, three. Two. Or just two? You think Melo's I mean, not? Melo wasn't maybe? even a voted All Star last year. He was like a, that, he was so, an alternate. Yeah, alternate. So I can't then, imagine. So then we're up to, uh, we're up to eight now. Eight, eight, so we're yeah. down to like four spots. Clippers, Lakers, Kings, no. Portland, no. Yeah. Jazz, no. So just well, working our way through like the yeah jazz yeah jazz maybe, maybe go maybe back not. maybe uh, uh, nuggets maybe maybe none so yeah maybe 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 Butler is a, is an all star in the Western Conference that that'd be interesting I don't know that what his odds of, as being an all star would be I don't know um I'm I'm less Close. high on Butler so I'm less high on this on this magical improvement I'm, I'm I see them more steadily I think they will win more than thirty one games mm-hmm. I think they will make more of a what we normally see which is kind of a steady progression. An eighteen-game leap is 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 a, just a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton in a conference that is not going to give them a ton of easy games, especially against the top four teams. And um, and uh, and and Wiggins' development, you know, is kind of to be seen. And the fact that they don't have a ton of shooting on the floor, yeah. I really, really like the under on this team, just because not because I'm down on the on the Wolves or don't want to watch them, but I'm just very much. Uh, I think that uh, I think that that is 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 way, way, way too much. I think people love Cat and Wiggins and the excitement of that young team, and I think they generate a lot of money and betting on that side. Yeah. And I want to move away from that, so I'm going under by three. I like I like that reasoning. The last thing I'll say is, I do think they are going to win a lot of regular season games, whether it's forty and a half, or or close to, but I do think this is going to be a, a team that gets swept or you know easy out in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think they're going to get smoked. The, the lack of shooting and. 
now the games matter. Who's taking the last shot matters. Yeah. When you're winning by 12, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to start to really, really, really matter. Yeah. Any potential playoff night. I mean, they're going against one of those top four teams in the West. Yeah, I don't see smoked. them getting beating any of those teams. I think they're definitely an easy out in that sense. Um, but, you know, maybe Big Cat shoves it in my fucking face because that guy is fantastically talented and I love watching him play. Yeah. Uh, I think he needs... I think I see steady progression for them and then... Maybe next year something to get really, really excited about, yeah. depending on how Wiggins goes. I don't know. Western Conference, so exciting to watch. So much fun. Uh, we're having so much fun with the Western Conference. We're not, even, we're not even done yet. We're about halfway through. we got a ways to go. Uh, we'll try to pick up the pace here and see if we can close it out in three or four parts. Whatever. We're having fun with it. So it's, it's all good stuff. Uh, thank you guys very much for joining us. This was uh, Section 2 of our Western Conference Over-Unders. Uh, we're going to come back at you guys with Part 3 in a minute. Good night, you guys. Thank Bye-bye. You.